1: Hey everyone and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey Sarah. Hey
0: Megan. It's our first More Than Mom episode of 2021. Woohoo!
1: This is so exciting. Um, If you're not familiar and you've only so far heard our regular Tuesday episodes, um, a couple Sundays a month we like to kind of just vary from the usual parenting topics and just talk about whatever. I don't know. Sometimes it's really fluffy Um, sometimes it's stuff like relating to our lives and our creativity and our health. And it's it's, the idea is it's it's about more than parenting because you're more than a mom. That's why we call it more than mom. Yes. A lot
0: of times it's beauty, style, fashion, pop culture, books, media, all that kind of stuff. But then, like you said, I think, Megan, it also gives us free license to really take any topic we want. And it seems like Sundays are a free-for-all. Tuesdays have a bit more of an identity (laughs) about them. So I'm excited about this one.
1: And typically, I'm the one who um, outlines and comes up with the ideas for the Sunday episodes, So it may even get more free-for-all than you would expect. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Megan's in charge, everyone. Uh,
0: um, Um, Well, this is fun, actually, because this first More Than Mom of the year does actually tie into a couple of Tuesday episodes that you might have heard recently, so we did back-to-back episodes a couple weeks ago. They were episodes 294 and 295, all about where to put all of the stuff, mostly our kids' stuff, and a lot of it, the toys that they may have gotten for the holidays. And so we talked about Legos. We talked about art supplies. We got such great feedback and conversations going in the Facebook group. So that was a really fun, um, fun series to do. But as we were planning it, we, you and I behind the scenes were like, yeah, but where do you put all your nail polish? And where do you keep the masks? And so we realized that there were a few categories that didn't fit into the kid categories that we still wanted to continue. I guess this is home organization. It's storage stuff and storage. Um, But one thing that's funny to me as we were, as I was thinking about this is when it's our kids stuff, like they have to put it away and they have to be part of the solution and they are part of the problem. But when it's ours, there's like kind of nobody to blame. So if my, you know, if the papers around my desk area are a disaster, it's not my kid's fault. It's my fault. So it's kind of funny.
1: Well, we're going into both categories today too. Like things that are all our, like all on us, like no one really touches my nail polish except for me. But then there's those kind of muddy middle ground ones where it's like, who's really in charge of the masks? You know, like I can, they're mine, but there's also other people's and they might mess up my system or I might mess up their system or try to impose a system that doesn't work for other people. So yeah, there's, it's kind of like, it's a cross between our, our stuff and how our stuff is adjacent to their stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah. And in many homes, mom is sort of like the keeper of the systems or, you know, the organizer Mm -hmm. of the organizing, (laughs) you organize how things are organized. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of overlap between the stuff that's just ours and then the family system. So we'll get into a little bit of all of that today. Um, But I I thought we could start kind of bringing January in after the holiday season. We did that when we talked about the kids. So I'm curious if the holiday season um, revealed any organizational needs in your home or if your holiday gifts like brought a new category of stuff for you as a mom, not for the
1: kids. So My Christmas gifts are always like the same category. I feel like I always get something fun for the kitchen. And then I get like skincare products, candles, journals. And this year was no different. So I feel like I spend basically all of January just surrounded by like random candles and hand Mm. cream and journals because I haven't figured out yet how I want to integrate them into my life. And sometimes I get four or five really pretty little journals or whatever, you know, and that's like, well, which one do I use now? Do I hold off on one and use it later? Should I use them all in tandem in like some creative way? Um, So I am still in the figuring that out um, time of life, I guess. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I'll have gotten a handle on it because I really need to get cleaned up around Mm -hmm. here. I can't look like I'm always like just post Christmas. Um, Also this year I got an air fryer. I don't get a big like, you know, countertop appliance every year. Probably once every couple of years, I get some specialty kitchen item it's cool. It's a cool gift, but it takes up a lot of counter space. So I had to make some hard decisions about letting something go, mm-hmm. um, and think about where to put it. And in case you're curious, my pressure cooker went bye-bye.
0: Yeah. I think you've mentioned that a couple of times, or, or we've talked about it offline that like, yeah, you wanted to be an instant pop person or you got it when you were working full-time outside the home. Yes. That's what it was. So it made sense. Yeah. And then now that hasn't been the case for two or three years. So
1: Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I used it a lot when I was working out of the home until, you know, five or six o'clock at night. It came in really, really handy. And I got in the habit and the routine of using it, which is part of how anything like that works. Right. If you're not thinking about it, you don't shop around it. You don't meal plan around it. And I did. And then I just now I can I work at home again. I can throw a roast in the oven any old time. I don't I don't need the pressure cooker Um, Plus like the seals, I think weren't working very well. So like the last time I used it, steam was shooting out of it, which kind of freaked (laughs) me out. So I'm not going to bother trying to, I just, it's going to go. Yeah. It it served its purpose. What would Marie Kondo say? Thank you. Thank it for its service. Yes. I'm going to thank it for its service and chuck it in the trash. (laughs) Um, Well,
0: if it makes you or anybody else out there feel better, I purposely um, gave myself the whole month of January to get the house back to kind of back to square one after the holidays. And that includes taking down decorations, but also like you said, finding new spaces for some of the new things that worked their way in. Um, and you know, we took most of our decorations down in the first, I don't know, 10 days of the month, but there's still like a few piles of things or things that haven't been put away. And I really, every time I walk by them, I I'd, like tell myself like, Nope, Sarah, you said that you had the whole month of January to get back to square one. And it's been kind of freeing because I realize I do put pressure on myself to do that very quickly. Um, so I am. Stuck. What a great little gift to yourself. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's yeah. so smart because it's like when you you say this all the time, I just think it's really smart. Like when you declare that, some, that this is the way something is, then you're giving yourself permission. Yeah. And you don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah. I just have random like everything's down and in bins, but I haven't figured out yet like if it's all arranged the way I want it. So yeah. that's like the spot I'm in. And I'm just going to say, you know what? I've got till February 1st. Yeah. Think, Sarah said so. Sarah
0: declared it to be so. You've got another full week, yeah. I think, from when this yep. airs. Okay. Well, I I didn't get an influx of a whole lot of gifts that need like new storage solutions this year, but here's something that revealed itself. Um, we have a beautiful set of spode Christmas china that my mom gifted to both my sister and I a few years ago, and then every year she adds some little piece or two that we get a gift like a, a you know creamer set for the coffee mugs or whatever. And it's really special. And it's, it's such nice, nice dishes. And, um, so before, when we got all the Christmas stuff out, I put my regular everyday dishes and coffee mugs and cereal bowls. I really put it all into the garage because I didn't have room to have Christmas stuff out and regular stuff. And the, the, by now I have a very full set of the Spode, uh, Christmas stuff. So for five or six weeks, We ate every meal, every cup of coffee, everything off this really nice, um, China. Um, and I don't even, is China the right word? I'm always confused. It's not, I believe if it's porcelain, like if it's
1: China porcelain, I think it is, it is,
0: but it's every day it goes in the dishwasher. It's like, you know, it doesn't feel fancy. Like I think of wedding China, but anyway, it's very nice. So lo and behold, it was time to put that stuff away. I got out my regular dishes again from the bin and I looked at them all and I was like, I hate everything. Half of this is chipped. And it is time. So Brian and I have been married 15 years and, um, our everyday dishes, not wedding China, but our everyday dishes have lasted that long. So again, thank them for their service. It was a pottery barn, everyday dishes set. Um, but half of everything is chipped now. And I would say it didn't start chipping till probably a decade. So it's good stuff. Um, but I also just don't love the look of it anymore. It looks all scratched up by forks. Um, our coffee mugs, we had like too many that i didn't like. So um i guess this relates to stuff in storage because taking a step away from something that you use so often so every day and replacing it with something else seasonally yes. made me really realize that it's time. So i'm pretty motivated. I would take any listener recommendations for high quality everyday dishes that work well in the microwave, load easily into the dishwasher. I'm willing I mean, if they're going to last me 15 years, I'm willing to spend a little bit. So um, I'm open to those suggestions, but, um, that was something that was revealed in the transition out of Christmas for me.
1: Well, Sarah, I did some quick Googling and I want to um, solve the mystery. Okay. China and porcelain can be used interchangeably, but what you're probably thinking of with like fancy China is actually bone China. Mm, okay. And it contains at least 30% bone ash. Oh, okay. Hey. Um, that's the high quality stuff. Regular porcelain is just called China in English because I guess it came from China.
0: And then stoneware is something different, but stoneware can also be nice and high end. And that's kind of where I don't, I get lost.
1: And stoneware is like that heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when stoneware chips has like those rough edges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's very heavy and hard for little kids to get in dishwashers, which is why (laughs) I stopped using it pretty early on. Go to FromOurPlace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's FromOurPlace.com, code momour. Okay, Sarah, so let's talk about our bathrooms because I feel like moms live so much of our lives in our bathrooms. It's where we get ready. It's where we hide from our kids. Sometimes where we parent our kids because they keep coming in while uh-huh. we're trying to use the bathroom. Like, <laughs> There's just a lot going on in there, although sometimes, and I know we'll get into this, I don't feel like we really use the storage to its full capacity or appropriately. So tell us about your bathroom and how you're making it work.
0: Or not. Or not. Yeah. Um. So we moved into this house in July, and our, this house has a really beautifully redone bathroom in kind of the primary bedroom suite. And it was recently redone right before we moved in. So everything feels new. The faucets are this pretty shiny... You know, metal fixture and the tile is pretty and the counters are pretty. And that's really motivated me to want to keep it relatively nice. It also gets really nice natural light. Um, So, yeah, so I think I started off on a good foot in this bathroom six months ago and I've been able to keep it relatively organized. So, here's just a few kind of maybe tips or takeaways. Um, This, there's no medicine cabinet in this bathroom. So, no like cupboard or cabinet up above. I only have the drawers and cabinets down below. Um, So what I have is a pretty tray on the countertop um, just for the bottles of things that I use daily. And it's kind of a pewter tray. I've had it for years, but I've never used it um, so regularly as I do now. And I think that works really well for keeping your counters clean and keeping things contained. If you do have to have a lot, have to or choose to uh, have a lot of little bottles out on your counter, Um, having a tray just sort of keeps things visually separate and also looks pretty. And when you wipe down the counters, you're not like trying to go around all the bottles and all of that. I also have a smaller tray for like earrings that I wear every day and just drop in there. So a couple of trays has made for containment on the counter. Nice. Um, and then in the first drawer, I just have one of those inexpensive plastic drawer caddies. It's clear. And something about that makes it feel cleaner. Um, every once in a while I will take it out and like, get all the makeup out of it. And it just feels like it cleans up really nicely. And it's just when I open it, that's where my makeup is. And I think the key there has been just not letting it get too full. I just don't, I only have in there what I need. And I was pretty ruthless about getting rid of stuff when I moved in and I haven't like acquired a lot of, I don't go shopping anymore. So I don't acquire random lipsticks and free samples and all of that. So a tray in that first drawer. And then one more, um, organizational actual purchase that really helped. There's a couple of deeper drawers. You know how sometimes bathrooms have, they'll have a drawer that's deep enough um, for for like bottles to stand upright. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I got, I think at target and I will link to it. It's like a lazy Susan style. um, So picture a circle that rotates and then it's divided into fours. So it has four little sections and you could, you could keep bottles and stuff in there or like hairsprays Um, I put hairbrushes and combs sticking vertically up because the drawer is deep enough um, for everything to be upright. And just that little bit of subdividing that drawer rather than because if you're going to stand stuff up vertically in a deep drawer, you also have to make sure it doesn't get knocked over. Right. One thing gets knocked over Mm -hmm. and then it all does. So that was a great purchase. I will link to that. Um, And then the only thing that kind of needs work in this bathroom for me, for my stuff is the big cabinet under the sink. I have, um, a little bin that has washcloths and towels, clean ones. And then everything else is like, you know what you would imagine. What, what most of our, yeah, it's like, it's the stuff that didn't make it into any of the aforementioned well-organized areas, but I'm feeling pretty good. Not every section we talk about today, I will feel this good about, but I feel pretty good about my bathroom.
1: Well, that's inspiring because I feel pretty terrible about mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like my bathroom. And here's one thing that I've noticed about myself. Um, if I live in a small place, I am fantastic about keeping it organized. Um, and then when I move into a bigger space, it's just, I just kind of spread out in uh, in the name of experimentation. Mm. But then Then I realize it's been years and it's just chaos mm-hmm. and I'm calling it experimentation. It's like I never figured out a system or bothered to because when everything kind of spreads out you don't notice the clutter as much. Mm-hmm. So, um my bathroom, my my bathroom that's in my bedroom has a lot of storage space and half of it I don't even use. I haven't really figured out how to utilize the drawers, the medicine chest, the closet. I don't think there's anything in the actual medicine chest above the sink like at all. And then there's another one above the toilet that's like I've got, you know, my face care stuff in it and I don't even know if you'd call that a medicine cabinet. It's just like a little just like a little Cabinet. Yeah. That's, yeah, like a cupboard above the toilet. Um, that one I used pretty well and I've gotten pretty good about only keeping stuff in there that like I want to get my hands on regularly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's almost it's so close. Um, but I have now lived in this house for a year as of two or three days ago, and it's not that much better than it was when I moved yeah. in, frankly. Well, so that's such a lesson yeah. of
0: moving, right? Like you think, oh, right. I'm just gonna get this stuff put away and I'll go back later and
1: really yes. organize it how
0: i want and you won't you really won't so you best, <laughs> you best won't, yeah. do it right the first time if you can
1: <laughs> if you can which is a big th- it's a big task you know so like sometimes the thing that i will do is i'll just get really fed up with something and i'll spend a weekend just getting it cleaned up and so it- it'll happen eventually but it just didn't happen as soon as i thought it would yeah. um the other thing like to meant to kind of tie on to your talk about the under the sink area that's typically where I keep cleaning supplies. And one thing I really did that was dumb when I moved into this house: the uh the boys and well, all the kids share the hall bathroom that is only probably fifteen feet from my bathroom. Mm-hmm. My bathroom is kind of like at the end of my bedroom, and then theirs is just on the other side. And I kind of thought, oh, well, I'll just have one of each cleaning supply, like, and I'll just I'll just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, now why would I do that to myself? <laughs> it's not saving me any money mm-hmm. to have only one because they get, both they both get, or it gets used twice. Right. So if I just had stuff under their sink and like, if I had an equal array of all the supplies needed to clean that bathroom under their sink mm-hmm. and the paper towels and sponges and all that, it just feels that much easier to then actually clean it. Yes. And I don't know what I was thinking. Like I have, I think a spray cleaner under there so I can do a quick wipe down or something. But I always have to go back to my bathroom to get like the toilet cleaner or the glass cleaner or anything sort of a little more specialized. So I just need to buy more. I know
0: that's Silly. such a. I I need to do that, too. And we have four bathrooms in a really spread out house. So I really need need to do that more. One uh, thing that I started doing just in the last couple of years that made it so much easier is having a, a washcloth or a or a hand towel in the bathroom um, on a little hook, but that was just for wiping down the counters after I washed my face. Now, not for a deep clean. I'm not talking about when you like really clean the bathroom, but I found I wasn't wiping the counter down because the only towel next to me was the one I use on my face, like a face towel. Right. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to wipe down like the toothpaste spit with the towel I was going to use on my face. So I just had two right next to each other or on two separate hooks. And it, I found that I wiped just the everyday splashes up off my counter because I had the thing right there and it, it didn't gross me out because that was all that it was used for. And it was like, duh. Right. Sometimes it's the yeah. duh moments where you're like, oh. That you're like, oh, I
1: could have done this all along. Right. All oh, along. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Um, well, I know we needed to talk about nail polish, but your nail polish is not in your bathroom anymore, right? Mine's just in no. that under sink area. But we promised the people we would talk about nail polish storage. So now feels as good a time as any to do it.
1: So I have, okay, so I have the most janky um, nail polish organizing, which I'm getting under control now. Um, my nail polish itself has been in this like antique tin that I usually keep in my bedroom actually. But then all the tools are in one area of my bathroom, like, like my nail file and buffers and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then my nail polish remover has been in my bathroom closet. Here's the thing. I don't actually do my nails in the bathroom or in my bedroom. I always do them Mm -hmm. at my desk in my office. So why would I ever have, why would I have the stuff spread everywhere? Why wouldn't I just take all that stuff in? I have a nice big area in my, um, in my office that I could put it in. It's not like there's not storage and it's kind of like this weird, I use it as an office, but it was whoever um, built like rebuilt the house or renovated it. It was more like a vanity room. Okay. So there's a big mirror and a sink and it's, it's a little odd, but anyway, uh, it's made for that kind of stuff. yeah. And that's where I go to do the thing. So why don't I have the things where I do the thing?
0: Yeah. Good, good thinking. Um, mine also is it's in a a zip cosmetic bag under the sink, which is just inviting for one of those bottles to not be closed correctly and leak all over. I know that. And then same thing. I always bring it out to the kitchen or somewhere else and have to gather all the supplies. So, um, maybe that's a, that's a, new year's resolution for us both. I
1: like having, I like having all of them like in some kind of tray or tin because I like to be able to pick up a a bottle at a time. Mm -hmm. I go, Ooh, do I like this one? And I really like having all the same brand. I'm just really weird about that. I have a couple that aren't Essie, but, but I really like how it feels to look into the tin and see all the same little bottles staring up at me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like going to a salon. That's what it's like the feeling of seeing the wall of colors at the salon. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about stuff made of paper. And you can go with this. Maybe I'll go first cuz I think I'm going to be short here cuz this is an area where I'm struggling. But I'm going to include notebooks and journals, you know, our planners or whatever we use, but also any file storage that you still do any papers you still keep. Obviously, this could be an entire episode. So maybe we'll keep it to like what's working and what isn't. And I will tell you uh what is not working. <laughs> Is I have a beautiful office that I share with my lovely husband that has a ton of great space for uh, both our desks and also nice bins and baskets. It has all these built-in shelves, so we did a lot of great work when we moved in. About just it, it has the makings for really well organized paper storage and and work and comfortable work. Here's the problem: I never get to go in there
1: ever. <laughs> oh, he works. Cause he's on he's, zoom all day.
0: Yeah. We, we pictured it as kind of like a tag team shared office. And I don't know what we were on when we thought that would work. First of all, <laughs> we thought, I think we thought the pandemic would end sooner. Um, you were high on
1: dis, like, disillusionment. Yeah. Yes. And,
0: and the first four months of the pandemic, when we still lived in orange County, his workload was very light. So we really were sharing, like we were sharing childcare. We were sharing um, work time, dedicated work time. And then when we moved and he got a new position, which has been great, but he just, he works a ton and he needs the office. He's on video calls. He, he It's not like me. I just float around and take my computer wherever he is in there with the door closed. Sometimes I can't even go in and get something off the printer or grab a notebook from the cute little shelf of notebooks that I have. So it's so funny that in this case, it's not a lack of space. It's not a lack of systems. It's not, It's that I am not physically in the place where my papers are. No
1: access. Yes. Yeah.
0: So all I'll say is that won't last forever. He will go back into an office at some point. I think this year, I bet when vaccines come down to, you know, middle-aged people like us and when more and more, I I do believe in 2021 sometime he will probably start to leave the house. I hope. Um, In the meantime, I just have my one notebook that I kind of carry around the house with me and then I have, I bring the mail in, I look through it. And what I try to do is like once every couple weeks, I try to get an hour or two in the office to go through like bills and papers. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not ideal. I have stationery in there. If I wanted to write a card, I have stamps. I have what else? Yeah. I have journals and notebooks. I'm just, I'm just not in there. So then what happens is yeah. piles accumulate either in other parts of the house. We'll, we'll talk more later about our drop zones in our kitchens and stuff, but It's piles accumulate and then I'll sneak a pile in and set it on my desk in the office. But I, I literally never am in there. So I, I'm not very organized with my papers right now.
1: Yeah. And this is, and this is tough because that's so many different categories of things that you might want to get your hands on. Like if it was just notebooks, I'd say, well, you know, take a pile of notebooks and put them in your kitchen right, or something like that, or next to your bed, just change the system for a while. But it's almost like there's too many different, might Want to get your hands on. Mm Mm-hmm. That are in a room you can't go into. That's tough. Um, I'm okay with my paper um, file storage right now. Like, I just don't, I don't feel like I get nearly as much paper um, or have to hold on to it as I would have even two or three or five years ago. It feels like most of my mail I can just chuck mm-hmm. because I do, you know, I pay my bills online. I There's very little that I have to hang on to. Um, so I just have like a, one of those like hanging file boxes that's like under my desk and every so often I just go through stacks of mail and papers and, and if it needs to go in there, I put it there, but most of the time it doesn't. Um, and I'm, and we're going to talk about that drop zone thing, but I'm very purposeful about keeping mail downstairs until it absolutely needs to come up to my office because Mm -hmm. my office is pretty far from my, from my, um, kitchen, which is where the mail kind of accumulates. And if I were to start taking it all upstairs right away to then sort through upstairs, I just get a bad feeling too much of it would stay in my office. It didn't need to be there. Yeah. So the, the, the coming in the door is sort of like the first, I don't know, like gauntlet. Right. It has to get, the mail has to get through before it's allowed into any other part of the house. Right. Um, where I am weak is again, this is related to my, my holiday gift in inflection, inflection. What's the word I'm looking for? Influx. 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 But I really messed that one up. And I have a drawer next to my bed. And, you know, I I record in bed. I do most of my creative writing in bed. Like I do a lot, anything that I do that's like, you know, writing in my journal or like, you know, making lists. Like I tend to do like a lot of that on my bed. So I have a drawer in my nightstand that ostensibly would be like the fantastic place to hold all that stuff. Because I don't, keep really anything else next to my bed except for like hand lotion right. in my mug, right? Um, but it's totally stuffed with junk. Mm. So that is a problem. And I, the other day I started cleaning it out because I realized like, this is dumb. Like I don't, I've been carrying some of this stuff, several moves, I have pens in there. I never even can get to because they're buried. And remember how in a very recent episode, I totally blamed my kids on stealing all the scissors in the mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Guess where the scissors all were? Do you have a confession to make? I am the weakest link. (laughs) I had so many pairs of scissors hoarded next to my bed. And I was laughing as i pulling them out because I'm like, half of these are like child-sized craft scissors. Like I didn't use these. This is not for me. So I feel like at some point I must have decided the drawer next to my bed is a safe place for scissors, like a safe place to have them. And... Um, and it ended up becoming like a graveyard because I did not know those That's were all so under like a notebook I haven't used in a long time. And yeah, so, um, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to all of my children and return the scissors, but I'm going to actually hang on to a couple pair. Cause I just, that seems smart, but, um, I'm going to, you know, clean most of that stuff out. And then I just want to mention that because I'm such a notebook and journal oriented person, there's always been a bit of tension. Between which notebooks and journals I want to like haul around with me and which ones stay put. And then how to organize the ones that stay put. So I got some really beautiful journals at Christmas time. And in the olden days, I would be taking them to like the coffee shop or a co-working space. And now I take them to my special man friend's house because his house is quiet and I like to work over there. But like the point is, there's always like which one do I take? Which mm. one don't I take? Do I stuff my computer bag full of everyone? Because I want them all on hand just in case. Like, I don't know. There's a, there's a tension point that I have been trying to get over since I started working at home, you mm-hmm. know, like 18 years ago now, 17 years ago, and I have not been able to do it. And maybe it's just, maybe it's just the nature of being someone who likes to have a lot of different little places to write stuff.
0: Yeah. You are, you, as a personality, you don't like to close off any possibilities. Nope. So this is not a problem I have because I literally have one notebook for the entire year. With the exception, when we go to conferences, I usually have a different one. Um, but yeah, it's not, it doesn't come up for me, but for you, you want like, if, you know, if you decide to write a novel while you're at your special man friend's yeah. house, you want the right notebook with you just in case you're a possibilities exactly. person. I,
1: love I that. am a possibilities person. And, and all of those little journals and notebooks represent different kinds of possibilities. Totally. So um,
0: I wanted to mention that we got a shredder when we moved into this house because for shredding, you know, old statements and things like that, yeah. um, I used to send a big bag to Brian's office when he used to go work in an office, and just every couple months I'd send him with a big bag, and they had it. The service there was free for him to use, and so that really buying our own, um, and it wasn't that expensive, and it's really easy to use, and um, it, it just made a huge difference in when I do get my couple hours in the office and I do go through my papers, um, it's really nice to be able to shred right then and there. Cause another pile type I used to accumulate was like, okay, well, I'm done with this stuff, but I think I should probably shred it. And then it would, it would be in a pile until I could. So um, if, if that's just, anybody needs to hear that out there, it's a relatively inexpensive and very impactful uh, purchase for reducing paper. So
1: I love that. And I'm curious, do you have, Do you um, have like different rules or mental um, categorizations about the way you use different kinds of bags? So for me, like paper grocery bags have always represented um, place, the place that I put paper that is going to be shredded or thrown away. Like that is always Mm -hmm. because they sit nice. They don't Mm -hmm. take up a lot of space. Um, They can be kind of shoved around and they hold their shape. So you can just sit there and like chuck you know, mail or whatever mm-hmm. into these, the bag and it'll stay up. And then when the bag is full, then it's time to take it somewhere else. Um, those are also the only places that I will put empty cans and bottles because you know, in, mm-hmm. in Michigan, we, I don't know, do you guys have returnables? No, but California? Oregon,
0: Oregon does. And I'm, you know, I'm half Oregonian. So you're familiar.
1: Yeah. I, I well, It's always funny. Cause when I've had people like friends from Chicago where they don't do um returnables. They're always so confused about yep. like what's the difference between a recyclable and a returnable. But anyway, like I will not put like an empty LaCroix can or an empty beer bottle or something. I will not put that in plastic. No way. Like it has to go in a paper bag. I don't know why there's something really gross to me about putting my hand into any kind of plastic container where like liquid has been. Uh-huh. Um, but those are the only two purposes those kinds of bags serve in my house. Okay. Anything else would be in a different kind of bag. So it just I think it's interesting how we have our own little like systems in place or what we think can hold certain things.
0: Well, now I'm just realizing that I don't have enough of those paper grocery bags anymore because uh, for a while before the pandemic, we were all bagging our own as Californians. So I brought my own bags, but then post pandemic, they don't let you bag your own, but I've been doing boxes. So Trader Joe's will put everything in boxes um, and Costco does that too. Um, So I just don't have a surplus of those brown paper grocery bags, which are very good for a lot of things I'm realizing as you, as you we are talking
1: and a lot of places don't even use like a lot of grocery stores, they only it's either bring your own or plastic, right? So it's not even always that easy to get your yeah. hand on them. I hands on them. Um, I know Aldi, you can buy them for like, I don't know, a penny each or something. Okay. Yeah. Trader Joe's had like
0: them all the time before the pandemic and they do still have them now, but I've just been doing the boxes because it feels more efficient to get my groceries yeah. in the house, but.
1: The steel's not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults.
0: Okay, Megan, I'm remembering, I think it was maybe a listener questions episode a year or so ago where somebody asked us about drop zones for our kids stuff. And it was a really fun question to answer. I will try to dig that up and put it in the show notes um but it was mostly about things like backpacks lunch boxes where your kids hang their hoodies and all of that i don't believe we've ever talked about our own mom drop zones so i define this as if you do leave your house in pandemic times and you come back in where do you put your purse where do you put your keys your sunglasses your wallet if you're carrying mail or a coffee mug from in the car like How are our habits around drop zones? And then like, yeah, what's working? What isn't? Do you actually have an organizational system? So you go.
1: Okay. Well, this is not a great, this is not great for me. Um, (laughs) Part of my problem is there's this nice big entryway when you walk in to the house. It's kind of like a mudroom, I guess. It's got hooks and a front hall closet. It's really big. It's got at least three surfaces. So yeah, there's plenty of places I could put stuff in my entryway and make a drop zone. But the problem is I don't really want to leave stuff in there because it's not a place I spend any time. So like, I don't want my mail to be in the mudroom. You know, I don't want my keys out there really. I want everything to be where I can put my eyeballs in it when I need to. And so I wind up carrying stuff into the kitchen, which is like the next room over. And then it kind of just spreads out. And then once a week or so, I collect everything and go through it and put it where it really belongs. I just, I spend so much time in my kitchen that my kitchen seems to be more effective as a drop zone because then I won't forget about stuff It like stays neater yeah. and it. And then I have more like active management over it. Um, but the problem is I think what ends up happening is that my purse ends up doing more than its fair share of the heavy lifting. Um, cause I just kind of throw everything in it. So half the time my purse would be holding my keys, a spare mask, sunglasses, and my, so that means my purse itself is a terrible mess. And I haven't really figured out how to like, I don't really love having my keys at the bottom of my purse, but that's where they go. Um, so I have a couple of
0: questions for you. Where do you, where do you put your purse
1: when you do? Well, it just try it travels because this is, this is where having your purse have too many things that you need to get at, um, Mm. at any given time is the problem. I always want it near me because it's not like it only holds my wallet. You know what I mean? It might have my phone in it. It has my phone in it a lot of the time, actually. It's got my earbuds in it. It's got like all this stuff that I might want to put my hands on, and so I end up carrying it around with me a lot. Like I carry it upstairs. I carry oh. it into wherever I am. So I need. It's almost like I need a separate, like, go bag. Yeah, it sounds like it is. That, it is a go bag almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, I would like to have something that is really just a purse. Just you, just you, it only has the stuff I need when I leave my house. But then, even then, like sometimes at home you need your wallet. Yes. Like that, you might do yeah. a purchase, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like I just, I just walk around a lot. It's not even that. <laughs> it's not even the organization. It's, it doesn't look messy or sloppy because everything looks neat and tidy. It's just that it's not efficient.
0: So then my other question for you is, do you, is your house set up so that you are always going in and out the same door? Is it like a side door, like a garage door?
1: Yeah. Uh, 98% of the time. I would only use the front door to go outside, not to go to my car.
0: Right. So you park your car and you come in through this mudroom door and then you come in. I I think this is so fascinating to think about because these are things that we do all the time. And I'm sure some people have a very orderly system. Like Marie Kondo, again, would have you unpack that purse and put literally everything in it in its place in your home and then hang the purse in a closet. I mean, that's that I think she meant that for people who are like gone from their house 10 hours a day and then they come home, not people who are coming and going. But, um, so then I guess my last question is, do you have any, any counter area in your kitchen that has like, um, admission control administration center stuff, like a jar of pens or like a junk drawer? Um, like that kind of, you know, how some kitchens have kind of a little, a mini, a mini office. I have that.
1: Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And I've got plenty of counter space. So I'm totally fine with using, having my kitchen do double duty. I don't like the way it looks to have your purse sitting on a, a kitchen counter though. That really either. does kind of bother me. Yeah. Um, there is the laundry room is also, it's like a little tri room area when you first walk in. And so there's also a laundry room right off of the same hall that leads you to the kitchen off of the mudroom. There's a laundry room. And often when I'm, when I'm on top of things, I do have a little space in the laundry room, which is also big and has lots of counter space. Where I'll stick my purse. And that feels good to me. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I could get it if I need it, but it's not just like sitting around. You know, purses are kind of gross and dirty. Yes. And I don't like it on my kitchen counter. Um, so it's it's imperfect. I don't hate it. I don't love it.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it's working for you in that you're not loot you're it's not like you're losing stuff. It's not like you can never find your car keys or something, but it's not super streamlined and consistent, maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, I would probably say the same, but it is something yeah. I've thought about because we've lived in this house six months now. Um, I In my old house, I left my purse in my car most of the time because my car was in my garage and the garage was right off where I walked in. So I actually left my purse a lot of the time in the front seat of the car as long as the car was safely in the garage. Um, in this house, I sometimes do that, but I really shouldn't because it is not, my car is not in the garage and it... You know we did actually have someone break into one of our open cars when we first moved into this house. It happens everywhere, and it's an easy petty yeah. theft that can happen so it's not good practice to leave your purse in your car plus I only do it twenty percent of the time, so I always have to figure out if my purse is in my car yeah, if i right. if I've brought it in, we have just like a little space of wall between like um kind of a a bar a piece of bar furniture like a cabinet and the Or the French doors that go out back and it just has become the de facto where we stack backpacks and my purse and it's on the floor. So it's not even hooks or a shelf or anything, but they, but they do kind of line up rather neatly. Our little robot vacuum is plugged in there. So it's, it works because they're out of the way. And because in my mind, that's where they go. So they still feel like they're put away. Um, and then we just have a corner of the counter that is sort of drop zone central which I agree. I don't like my purse on the counter either, but I am likely to put my sunglasses there, my keys there. Sometimes we have hooks in the garage and I'm, I should hang my keys up on the hook. That works well because if one of the kids needs something out of the car and it's locked, like they can know where my keys are or if mm-hmm. Brian needs to switch the cars around. So I try to hang my car keys on hooks in the garage, right? When you come into the rec room, but I don't always, sometimes they're in my purse. Sometimes they're on the counter. Yep. Um, that area of the counter is definitely where school papers collect and who knows receipts and who knows what else. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the same, like it's not a huge pain point, but it could be, it could be better. And I think that's always been the case for me. The one difference from what you said is I don't usually carry my purse around the house. It is almost always like right on that floor spot where I drop it or in the car. So <laughs> it doesn't go around the house, but like, like you said, sometimes if you're paying bills or buying something, you got to run, get your wallet. And, you know, I'll do that. But in general, I don't carry my purse around the house. It's almost always near the drop zone. So,
1: well, and maybe the lesson here, maybe the lesson is that there's really not, there's no, there can't be anything perfect. Or sometimes the systems can't be perfect because life is not like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would be curious if any of our listeners have landed on like a, something that really helped simplify things or helped you feel like, ah, oh, that feels good. Like you said, with your little yeah. laundry room, like it feels good when I can put it on the laundry room counter. Cause that feels like where it's supposed to be. So I would definitely yeah. be interested in feedback on this one.
1: So I think the other thing that came up, Sarah, when you were talking about like sometimes leaving your purse in your car is I find that like the more I do something exactly the same way every single time, even if it's not perfect, like the better, um, I have thought about leaving my keys in my car, which is probably even worse than leaving (laughs) your purse in your car, except I drive a 2005 Forester. So if anybody wants to steal it, like they're kind of welcome to it. Um, whereas if they stole my purse, I'd be in trouble. But I, every time I think I'm going to save time by doing that, you know, maybe it's like late, it's like late in the day. And I'm like, I'm going to be going out again in an hour anyway. And I don't want to have to look for my keys later. So I'm just going to leave them in the car for an hour. I will literally forget I did that. Yeah. And then spend half an hour looking for my keys. Yeah. So it's, if I try to like get too clever with Mm -hmm. my system, I trick myself and then I forget that that's the new system. And then I just create more inefficiency. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, okay. So we are open to all of your drop zone suggestions or just, um, commiseration. I will say that the drop zone is an indicator of how much I have my life together. Like when that part of the counter looks nice and is kind of neat and tidy, things are good. When it looks like a hot mess, it's kind of an indicator for like, it's, you know, (laughs) it was a hectic week. So, all right, well, let's finish out today's episode by talking about the layers we shed when we come indoors. I originally was, we're recording this in winter. Of course, you live in Michigan, but even our California winters are very layery, you know, hoodies and jackets. And now we have masks. Um, you have coats and mittens and hats and gloves. Um, but I think this probably does go all year round, right? Because you're always, there's always yeah. like a layer you're shedding. And this definitely includes our kids. So this is the category where like, if it were just our stuff, I'd probably drape my coat over the back of a chair and be done with it. Um but it's a lot when you have, I have five people living in my house and and I don't know how many do you have really living there a lot?
1: Uh, Yeah, Well, four or five, depending on what's going on. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have
0: any organizational tips or systems that are working for all the stuff we shed when we come in?
1: Um. So this is something that you would think would get simpler as kids get older, but actually, I think it gets more complicated because they have more control over their stuff. Mm-hmm. They also start having more of all of it. So, like when they my kids were little, they didn't have like a dressy winter coat. They just had a winter coat, right? And I was in complete control of all of that. And now it's a little messier. So, um, we have a front hall closet, which is where I would I would say we keep any outerwear that's like stuff we wouldn't wear as much. So like snow pants, um, or like fancier winter jackets Mm -hmm. or, um, and that's where all of our coats, mittens, hats, and gloves are. And those are just in little, um, those little folding, like canvas bins. Mm -hmm. And then our masks are all going right at the corner. When you walk into the kitchen, there's a little basket and that's where like spare masks go. But then this is again, where it gets a little complicated having older kids. First of all, I have to make a really weird confession that I don't recognize a lot of the masks that wind up in that bin. And it's not like I have people coming and going. So where are these masks coming from? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my kids are like getting more at school or when, you know what I mean? Or maybe with their, with their dad, they they uh, got extras or something. But I'm looking in this basket going, I didn't buy this. I didn't buy this. And it's going to go on someone's face. That it's is hilarious. Weird, but it, yes. So... I feel like that's almost where like the extras because the kids really hang on to their own. They keep them in their backpacks or their coat pockets or whatever, you know? So, and I keep mine in my purse. So it's kind of like um, like a spare mask area, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of hard because I have to go collect masks to launder them. Mm-hmm. And I have been washing them in like mesh bag, like a mesh grocery bag. Okay. Which is nice because it keeps them all together. Um, have you, just is totally an aside, but have you had any of your masks like shrink? That is so sad.
0: Um, so the kid the younger kids wear masks from Old Navy, which they really they like the fit and feel a lot. And my yeah. my kids have to wear masks at school for like six hours. Um and I feel like the old Navy ones have shrunk over time. And the reason I know that is because I just bought some new ones and I was like, Well, these are like three times the size. <laughs> right. But the kids didn't complain. I think they just they shrunk incrementally, but it didn't like yeah. ruin them. So
1: Yeah. I had some that I really, really liked and I washed them and put them on and it was like barely covering my Mm. nose. And I was like, oh, that's a big bummer. Anyway, um, then at the bottom of my stairs, there is a, um, what do you call it? A coat rack, you know, like with like the four different arms sticking Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a great place if you just come in and like, so that's like a a room away from the kitchen. So you come in through this mudroom, you're in the kitchen, you're taking off your coat, your scarf, whatever. It's really easy just to walk to that and hang your coat up really quick and come back. The problem is that um I did not do enough hoodie like weeding. Mm-hmm. And there's a stage of parenting <laughs> when like the more hoodies you have the better, I think. Uh-huh. You know, because like anybody and, and obviously when kids were also playing with other neighborhood kids and stuff as much or more than they are now, which is none, um, you might you never knew when a kid would come over and need a hoodie. Or half the time you didn't know where the hoodie came from that was hanging on the coat rack, but it worked in someone might need it. So I kind of got in this like habit of feeling like any hoodie was a good hoodie. Like mm-hmm. there was no such thing as an extra hoodie. And now the kids are all older. They have very specific hoodie preferences mm-hmm. and they also manage their own hoodies. Mm-hmm. So they wear them as clothes now. Like right. it's different. And so I have so many hoodies and jackets that I just need to get rid of. They don't, yeah. no one's going to ever wear them. And I keep going. It's so funny because a kid will come in the room. And they're like, I'm kind of cold. I'm like, what about this hoodie? And I'll pull it off. <laughs> May I offer you? <laughs> Look, I have this whole rack full of hoodies that they're ready. And they're just like, no, I'm not wearing that. It's so so they won't wear them. So um, and then in my room, I also along I have this weird like long wall with a row of hooks. And I also wear put a lot of outerwear there. So I actually in this house have so I am very spoiled with plenty of places to put outerwear, mm-hmm. which makes it feel pretty manageable. Um. We finally got our shoe, uh, the shoe situation pretty much under control. Masks are OK. Again, it's not perfect, but it works, right? right? it works. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
0: it works. I was laughing because we also have. So California winters are like, you know, 50s and 60s. It's yeah. it's sweatshirt weather. It's hoodie weather. Sometimes in the morning, it's jacket weather. And then very occasionally, if you're really going to be outside, you might even want gloves and a hat. Um, But I feel like Californians are not we're not practiced enough as moms or as kids. So it all it's like it's all confusing all the time. Um, And then, of course, we just had like two weeks where it was like 75 degrees. So I'm living in this land of like, where are the jackets? Do we need the jackets today? Um, I am thankfully past the stage where my kids are losing jackets at school. I think my oldest child would admit it herself. She was the worst. I mean, jackets would just disappear. Like she would wear one new jacket or hoodie or sweatshirt and it would be gone forever. And I even checked the last and found every day. Cause I was always on campus and it was gone. I think, um, we're, we're Violet's actually really good about it. And she's now the, the last one. So we don't have as much inventory management problems, but the storage has been interesting in this house. We have an entry closet. That's like a traditional coat closet, like the, like a, you know, it has these old seventies, like accordion doors and it's just a coat closet. And I remember when we moved in thinking, well, this is California. Like who needs like a full coat closet when you walk in the door, but actually we are using it because it's, it's very centrally located in the house. So I can say, Hey, everybody go like grab, grab all these jackets off the backs of these chairs and go hang them up in the closet. So we actually do hang coats and jackets and sweatshirts in a proper coat closet as one, as one would. We also, in our entryway in this house, um, we it, we had a different entry table in the old house and nobody ever walked in the front door except guests in the old house. But at this house, we do sometimes use the front door coming and going. And we, I, I had an old dresser, then I had it painted black and I put new hardware on it and I kind of converted it from this small bedroom dresser to basically like an entryway table. And it, I love the way it looks. I love the way it fits where it is but because it's a dresser, it has three really nice sized drawers. And I was just so delighted to have a place for clean (laughs) masks. And so that is where clean masks, if you need a mask, you go there. Even if you're not not walking out the front door, even if you're going to walk out the garage door, it's just everybody knows where the clean masks are. Now, dirty masks, as they come in, the kids leave them in the car all the time, or I'll find them. And I'm like, I don't know where this has been or how many times it's been worn. So managing the dirty masks is a Like I'm always kind of going around and collecting them, like you said, collecting them to launder them. But I I love that I have one place to put them when they're clean and the kids know where to grab one when they need a clean one. Um, And that same little dresser uh, has been good for scarves and hats and gloves and that kind of stuff, too. So I think we're in a decent we're in a decent place for storage of these things. But like anybody else, it's the management of the children, right? Like the kids. Right. Just they just drop coats like Like nothing, maybe. I don't know if that's a California thing or if if Midwestern kids learn to hang up coats ever, but like we don't. They just like shed them on a couch or on a chair. They're just everywhere all the time, but that's more of like a parenting problem.
1: (laughs) Right. I would say hoodies are like that here. Coats Uh do seem to get hung up because no one's gonna walk around in their parka.
0: Yeah. And ours are kind you know of one of the same. When I say yeah. coats, they're like light jackets or, yeah. or hoodie. It's all kind of the same. I'm whatever. always,
1: I'm always finding fleeces and, and hoodies and light jackets just thrown about mm-hmm. kind of yes. like so- with socks. They're just everywhere. Everywhere. And my car is a mask graveyard too.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yep. Like, and we also use um, surgical masks. Like we have a mm-hmm. couple boxes of them. They don't yep. use them at, they don't really use them at school, but we have them. I like to use them while working out and like, they're just, you know, they're, they're just convenient. It's nice to have them. Um, and those wind up everywhere. And then I'm like, could you, I mean, I know they're technically single use, but you could, if you're only going to have it on for 20 minutes, you could use it again. Could you just put it someplace right. where you we know, know it's like, yours? Yeah. If
0: you know whose it is and like right. where where yeah. you've been. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, okay. We
1: solved nothing today. We
0: solved nothing. We hopefully validated, um, <laughs> some of you listening out there. Hey, before we wrap up, we have a big week coming up. So this was our first more than mom of the year. Usually you'll get these Sunday episodes every two weeks on Sundays. Usually. I mean, we might surprise you, but typically it's two Sundays a month about every other week. Um, Of course, on Tuesday, we have a regular Tuesday episode and we're going to be talking about advocating for your kids in a crisis. It's going to be a great conversation. Um, And then Friday of this coming week, we have a bonus interview um, that you're not going to want to miss.
1: Yes, definitely check out both those episodes this week. And thank you for some really great Apple podcast reviews lately, by the way. We get a little email digest every week summarizing the latest reviews and seeing those come in. And they're always so kind. It's just so nice.
0: Yeah, it does. It makes our day. And I was also going to say it's really helpful, I think, to other moms looking for podcasts. Um, when you mentioned in your reviews, like something specific you like about the show, I noticed that you know, there's so many podcasts out there now. And one of the ways moms find shows that that are are for them is by reading the reviews. So saying nice things, of course, makes us feel great. But I love when I see comments like, oh, you know, the the content during COVID has been really helpful or I'm a mom of a toddler and I love this series or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of orients potential listeners to what they'll find on our show. And it's just it's one of the easiest ways to help us really. And we so appreciate it. And we do We can't reply. It's not like blog comments or social comments because we don't know you, but we see you and we read them and we love
1: them. Yeah, we do. Thank you so much. Well, okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you Tuesday.
0: Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help
1: them unplug. That is amazing. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because it's beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time.
0: Yeah. And with summer fast approaching now is a great time to get the essential calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at the essential the mom hour. That's 10% off at the essential the mom hour.